The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, March 25th, 2022. Today, I'll be talking about NASH patients are entitled to a Bill of Rights. Also, I'll be talking about a case against a Florida cannabis doctor that goes up in smoke. And I'll also be talking about doctors sued over stem cell treatments. So, you know what I want you to do. That's right. All the way from the United States to Sumadia, Serbia. Get ready to grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners late at night, go ahead and grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Let me tell you about my um, visit with the specialist on Thursday. I went in um, on Thursday to see my specialist, um, my rheumatologist for my lupus. And he said, Susan, you're not responding to treatment. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, okay, here it comes. And so in my mind, and this is what I do, I start rebuking everything that, you know, he is saying. He said, "Um, we're going to have to do something else, further treatment. We need to shrink your lymph nodes. And I'm going like, "Uh uh-huh. And I let him go on and go on. And honestly, I had tuned him out. And I told him, I said, Dr. So-and-so, I said, why don't you guys just go on and tell me the truth? I said, "Um, don't keep going back and forth with things. Um... I said, I understand that 
when you break down what you're doing, um, practicing medicine. You're practicing on me to find out um, what medication or what you can really do to help me. And I understand that that's what medicine is about. You know, your practice, your medical practice. I told him to, you know, I break down the word practice and um, I understand fully. So he said, we want to try you on um, such and such medication now. And um, we're going to do it for a month to see if it shrinks the lymph nodes. And I said, okay. And um, he said, um, he called off the medication. I said, what are the side effects? And he, and I'm going to say it just like he said it. Oh, you may have some episodes, some psychotic episodes, you can't sleep at night, um, swift, uh, uh, switch in your moods, uh, weight gain. Um, and he went on and I said, well, the medication that I'm on now causes weight gain. And, but it doesn't mess with my mind. And so in my head, I was saying, I rebuke everything that you are telling me right now, because I know who has me in the palm of his hand. You want me to take some medication which causes psychotic episodes. It'll change my total behavior. I said, yeah. I said, write the prescription. Mm-hmm. And I'm rebuking, I'm rebuking, I'm rebuking. So after I got out of the um, office, my phone rang and it was my sister. And I said, um, well, she said to me, what did the doctor say? And I told her that uh, my body is not responding to treatment. They want to put me on a medication um, to shrink the lymph nodes and um, and I told her, but it causes psychotic mood changes. And she said, what? I said, yes, it causes psychotic mood changes. And she said, okay, we'll talk about it when you get here. I said, okay, well, we got, I got, to my parents' home and picked her up. And she said, you know, whatever your decision is, I'll stand by you. I said, so you already know? And she said, yes. I, I know that um, you're not going to take that medication. I said, that's right. I said, I'm not going to take a medication that can cause psychotic episodes that means that i could be doing some irrational things i said that my total behavior will change um 
um, she said, well, you're mean. So that means you're going to be really, really off the chain. I started laughing because my, my siblings think I'm really mean, which I'm not. I just be playing with them. So um, that that was about it. And I understand that everybody has to do what's best for them. But for me, um, when you're talking about psychotic episodes, I'll be up at night, things will change and the weight gain and all of this. Um, comes a point in time I had to, to say, and it was today, no, Mm-mm, not doing it. I can't take a chance. Uh, when it comes to my mind, I have to be in total control of my mind and what I'm doing. I refuse to be placed on something that um, would cause me episodes. And I told my sister, I said, I told you guys from the start and the doctors told you that um, that really basically all they could do for me was make me comfortable. And I said, I'm good with that, but I refuse to um, risk myself and my life um, taking something which I consider, um, I'm trying to put this in a nice way and all I can do is come out totally and say it will put me at further in further risk, you know, and I'm not going to um, do anything like that, not to myself because um, As I told my sister, I said, I've been dealing with this illness since the age of five. You know, um, the doctors in the 60s didn't really know what was wrong with me. And what I know now is that the lupus went into remission. And I said, if you, I told my sister this, if you look at it and realize that God carried me a long way. I said, I'm 61 now. I went years, decades without any type of medical treatment for lupus because the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me. And I told her, it is what it is. Am I down? No. Will I give up fighting? No. But it stops today. Um, Risking my mental faculties 
I said, it's not worth it to me. It really isn't. It's not worth um, the harm that the medication can do to me. And that's something that um, each and every one of us has to think about from time to time, have to come to the realization of what is best for you. And for me right now, it's not risking myself any further by taking a medication, which can cause me psychotic episodes. I refuse to do that. And I further told my sister, I said, um, I'm going to roll with my original physician, the one who created me, the one who has sustained me for all these years. And I told her that I plan on living my best life. Yes, I am. I told her that, um, you know, man cannot determine the day, the hour, the time of anything with us. I said, um, not every physician is the same, but I refuse to go through psychotic episodes dealing with this illness and the underlying conditions um, that I may have. Um, I'm going to stand firm on my decision and my family knows and um, they may not like it, but it's my decision to not take the medicine. So now we're going to talk about a case against the Florida cannabis doctor goes up in smoke. The judge clears Dr. Joseph Dern, who was the target of an undercover sting operation. An administrative law judge in Florida issued a decision in favor of Dr. Joseph Dern, whose medical cannabis clinic was targeted by the state's Department of Health in an undercover sting. The department sent two investigators posing as patients to the doctor's clinic in Tallahassee in November 2017 and April 2018. The first investigator said he was a 30-year-old delivery driver with anxiety, PTSD, and chronic pain. While the second claimed to be a 37-year-old construction worker and former Marine with PTSD. In 2019, the Department of Health filed a license threatening administrative complaint against 
Dr. Dern, claiming its sting operation had found that he failed to conduct a full assessment of patient medical histories before prescribing medical cannabis and that he acted in a manner to defraud or trick patients. Though the COVID-19 pandemic delayed a hearing in the case until late last year, a decision by Judge W.D. Watkins on March 16th stated that the Department of Health failed to prove any of its claims against the doctor. The evidence of record undermines DOH argument that Dr. Dern's practice is nothing more than an open gate to medical marijuana. Watkins wrote in his decision, in the case of both investigators, um, and presumably the other 28 patients examined, Dr. Dern conducted a detailed and thorough assessment of the patient's condition prior to prescribing medical marijuana. You know what? For number one, I have no problem with those who are in need of um, taking marijuana, um, medical needs. But to say it's an open gate for medical marijuana, come on now, the government approved, you know, the use of medical marijuana. But for those who are um, using medical marijuana, have you ever wondered what they put in it? I wonder about that all the time now. I don't take medical marijuana. I don't use the edibles. I don't smoke the joints, okay? Let's let's just be real with it. But for them to say that the doctor's office is an open gate for medical marijuana, come on, be for real. You know, if the state, if the people in this state, in Tallahassee, voted for the use of medical marijuana, and you're trying to somehow shut this doctor down, it gives me pause to think that um, if he did his job, What's the problem? You know, why would you want to shut him down? He's going by these two who um, impersonated, might as well say, as being patients. He went by what they told him. Now, you need to get a better script to... um, inform the investigators to go by, you know, um, and make sure you give them some type of 
information regarding, okay, say this is your medical history, um, go over this and you repeat it back to the doctor once you get in there and see what he says. You know, and if the doctor missed something on that, then yeah. But what are you trying to really get him on? When we come back, we'll find out the rest of the story regarding um, Dr. Dern. Was it a puff, puff, pass situation? Stay with me. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Now, getting back to case against the Florida cannabis doctor goes up in smoke. Was it a puff, puff, pass situation? Now, Watkins further wrote that the evidence in the case demonstrates that the doctor performed a meaningful review of the investigators, medical histories, and symptoms, identified and discussed their qualifying stressors, and noted the PTSD symptoms they said they experienced. The judge added that the doctor documented the severity of the PTSD symptoms through two rating scales and discuss the benefits and risk of medical marijuana with each of the investigators. I told you it was more to this story than it appeared to be. The decision also addressed the Department of Health's argument that the doctor defrauded or tricked patients by including false representations in the investigator's medical records, failed to create or complete their records until subpoenaed, operated without the necessary medical equipment to conduct adequate physical examinations, charged $299 per new patient, appointment for the sole purpose of adding patients to the medical marijuana users registry and ordered marijuana for more than 3,000 new patients in a 12-month time frame. DOH failed to present competent, substantial Evidence in this case establishing, particularly under a clear and convincing evidence standard, that Dr. Dern acted or failed to act in any manner to defraud or trick any patient, or that any patient was actually defrauded or tricked, Watson wrote. Ultimately, Watkins recommended that the Department of Health 
issues a final order dismissing the administrative complaint against Dr. Dern. The department had sought to strip Dern of his medical license for five years, ban him from ordering medical marijuana for patients, and impose a $10,000 fine. The news service of Florida reported, we feel great about the result and frankly, are not surprised Dr. Dern is an incredible physician with an even stronger reputation. Hopefully, this ruling will now help the DOH finally understand the statutes they are charged to enforce, wrote Ryan Andrews of the Andrews Law Firm in Tallahassee, who represents Dr. Dern. This information was provided by Matt Page today. It looked like it was a situation of puff, puff, and pass. But seriously, guys, um, if you're on the medical marijuana, research what they put into it. Because I'm curious to find out. And um, when you find out, just um, send me a message um, or email through um, the podcast. Now we're going to talk about doctor sued over stem cell treatments clinic made almost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars from treatments with no evidence behind them the washington state attorney general has to has sued a stem cell clinic and its physician's owner for deceptively marketing its products to treat COVID-19 and a host of other conditions despite a lack of evidence. Since 2018, Seattle-based U.S. Stemology and owner Tammy Merglia MD, I hope I didn't murder that name of hers, Miraglia, allegedly charged 170 people nearly $750,000 in total for stem cell treatments for various conditions without evidence they worked, according to the complaint file by Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson. Ferguson also alleged that the company claimed it was treating patients as part of a clinical trial, but the Private Institutional Review Board, better known as IRB, tapped 
for oversight had significant conflicts of interest. Instead of performing legitimate clinical research, U.S. stemology used a biased self-interest IRB to mislead patients to believe that they were participating in clinical research when they were in reality paying to receive unproven medical treatments, the Attorney General press release stated. For some of its procedures, the doctor's clinic, because I don't want to murder her name any longer, um, use um, a different kind of stem cell, according to the complaint. In this procedure, cells are harvested from a patient's own fat tissue in a matter similar to liposuction, then turned into stromal vascular fraction and injected back into the patient. The clinic also used lab-made stem cell products and um, cord cells. The complaint alleged exosomy products were purchased from Camara Labs in Florida, while cord sales products were bought from FIOR Bioscience in Sandy, Utah. Now, if they're talking about the cord sales, I hope they're not talking about from either aborted fetuses or um, deceased babies. Because this is what it seems like they're talking about to me. Now, MedPage today has reported that Medicare has started clawing back payments made to doctors for these products. And I think that's, they're using, um, if I'm not mistaken, aborted fetuses, um, cord stem cells. Um, and when I did my podcast last week, that podcast was not about um, stem cells from deceased fetuses or aborted fetuses. So let's get that clear. The clinic charged 9000 for a single ADMSC treatment or 13500 for a package of three treatments, according to the complaint. It charged 5000 for cord cell treatments and 2200 to add an exosomy or cord cell treatment to the ADMSC procedure. Ferguson's complaint alleged that the clinic launched the 
stem cell clinic out of the basement of the medis, medi spa that the doctor owned. Boy, this is deep. Which had mainly offered aesthetic and cosmetic treatments prior to stem cell therapies. She advertised these stem cell therapies for a host of conditions, including asthma, lupus, Parkinson's disease, congestive heart failure, and multiple sclerosis. However, there is no solid evidence that these treatments work in any of these conditions. Um, and the FDA now requires clinics and stem cell manufacturers to comply with, it, with its investigative new drug or pre-market approval requirements for regenerative medicine products. Now, if you go back to the podcast last week, it is research that is showing evidence that um, it is some efficacy that stem cells may improve the treatment the condition, I should say, of lupus. Okay, let's get back to it. Now, according to the complaint, the doctor and her clinic did not file an IND application with the FDA. The company's clinical trials were done under the supervision of an IRB operated by the International Cell Surgical Society, better known as ICSS, a tax-exempt organization located in Palm Desert, California. Two of the primary researchers listed on the U.S. stemology trials were also principal officers of ICSS kickbacks when it approved the trials which Ferguson's press release called a clear conflict of interest, which basically is kickback. Those physicians are Elliot Lander, M.D., Mark Berman, M.D., who operate the California Stem Cell Treatment Center in Rancho Mirage, California. Lander and Berman are also founders of Cell Surgical Network, a group of stem cell treatment providers across the United States. Ferguson's complaint also alleges that the trials had no control group, no standard course of treatment for each patient, 
and relied solely on patient survey to assess results. The Attorney General's office was first alerted to the clinic's questionable practices by a citizen who reported the company's false claims that it could treat and prevent COVID-19 with stem cell products. Bingo. It seemed like every doctor, and I'm not saying all, but some doctors are just money hungry. I'm going to tell it like it is. You're just money hungry. Now, you know, if stem cells can cure COVID, don't you think instead of the vaccine, people would be would have sought out a stem cell clinic? Some doctors use patients' fear to get that almighty dollar. And these are the type of doctors that I don't like. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't like them. No, I don't. I do not like money-hungry, grubbing physicians who would do anything for a doctor. Where is the ethics at for some doctors? Are you trying to keep up your multi-million dollar homes, your cars, keeping um, up um, your wife's appearance, the private schools for the kids, the country clubs, the trips to Paris. You would put patients, health um, through the ringer. You would work on their fear. And this is why some patients don't trust doctors to this day. This is the main reason why you take a person's fear and you run on it. And doctors such as these are some of the biggest pimps who will pimp not only the patients, but you will pimp the system to get what you want. And is it worth it? You got to think about the people you stand up there um, after medical school. I guess you guys still do it and take an oath to cause no harm to the patient. But you're basically gaslighting patients and... I wish I could say what I really want to say. Um, you're messing with their minds. You're using that fear to make some money. And that kind of stuff really ticks me off. To keep up an appearance, you'll work against sick people. People who are afraid. And people who you know, and I know you're in an area that have 
um, substantial amount of money and you will work the system till you can't work it anymore. And I'm glad they caught you. Point blank, period. I cannot uphold people like this um, doing harm and wrong to patients. You're basically, um, I can't say what I want to, but you're messing over them. And I don't see how you guys can do it. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. Um, the attorney general's office was first alerted, as I stated, to the clinic's questionable practices by a citizen who reported the company's false claims. Authorities conducted an investigation of the clinic and U.S. stemology stopped taking new stem cell patients in June of 2021. According to the press release, Ferguson maintains that U.S. stemology and um, the doctor who owns the clinic violated the Washington Consumer Protection Act by deceptively marketing stem cell treatments for serious conditions without scientific evidence. And you know, anytime someone is doing something out of the basement of a med spa, who is there just for facials and cosmetic upgrades, that should draw a red flag in the patient's mind. But as you can see, the patients put their trust in the in the doctor that um, they went ahead and did it anyway. And that's why I say um, some of these doctors should have been lawyers because the lies run really deep on both sides. Some lawyers are good. Some are bad. Some are crooked. Some doctors are good. Um, some doctors are bad. But it's a whole bunch of you who are crooked and you need your license taken away because you're working against the patient and not for the patient. During um, the pandemic, you use that to make thousands and thousands of dollars. That's why the healthcare system is, the healthcare system along with healthcare period is so expensive because of doctors like you. Guys, when we return, um, I'll be closing out and um, on the next episode, we'll do Nash patients are entitled to um, a bill of rights and mixed results for oral lupus drug in phase two 
study. So stay with me. Well, it's time for me to go adventure air long enough. I would like to just thank everyone, my new listeners and all, for joining me today. Um, before I go, um, I just want, well, let me put it this way. I told you a long time ago when I started this podcast that I was going to keep it real with you and tell you what exactly is going on with me. And that's what I try to do. And hopefully someone, somewhere, gets something out of this. Encouragement, knowledge, um, or strength. Just to show you that um, you don't have to be afraid for what you're dealing with or what you're going through. You know, we all get down, but it's important for us to get back up. And I just want to put this out there for you. And it simply is that, Heavenly Father, you know every decision we need to make and every challenge we face. Please forgive us for the times that we tried to figure this life out on our own. We need you. We need your Holy Spirit to give us strength, wisdom, and direction. Amen. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my story, Living with Lupus Podcast. Have a safe, a positive, productive, an oh-so-blessed weekend. This Sunday, I will be feeding the homeless, my nonprofit, the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation. We will be providing um, hot meals, clothing, and personal care items to individuals in the city of Highland Park, Michigan. So, I will see you guys next week for another episode.